Welcome to Red Light Tonight. This is your host, Chance. Sitting next to me is Shadow. What's up, guys? In this episode, we're going to be going over the Red Light District in Phnom Penh, Cambodia. First and foremost, I would like to remind everyone that we do not support human trafficking of any kind. We do not support underage prostitution. Every transaction was between two consenting adults and names have been changed to protect everyone involved. All right, Shadow. Right off the bat, do you have any questions about Phnom Penh? I know it's in Cambodia, but as of right now, no, I would really like to uh, dive in into the red light district, though. All right. Well, the layout of the red light district in Phnom Penh is very similar to the one in Patong Beach. Um, there's bars, go-go bars, and crowding these bars are tons of women. Uh, com- Cambodian women. So it's not like Antwerp where you're dealing with... Um, women from other country, you're actually dealing with Cambodian women in Cambodia. Locals. Yeah. Okay. Now, you've said in previous podcasts that, you know, your Asian women aren't your type. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Were Cambo- you know, did Cambodians change that in Phnom Penh or, or do you struggle finding something you liked well there was a lot of girls working in Phnom Penh and uh, I did struggle I did eventually find one woman one one lady to enjoy my time with and yeah she was okay average at best but uh, yeah so yeah Asian women are not my thing Um, but a plus here in Phnom Penh is that it was cheaper than Patong Beach. How much cheaper? Well, the so um, the girls were the girl asked me for only only fifty US, and then I had to pay the bar fine like I did in in Patong Beach, and I paid it was like fifteen bucks, which was cheaper, and I didn't have to buy her any drinks. I willingly bought her one drink. And then the the hotel was only five bucks, but it was kind of weird. It's kind of creepy. We had to walk through a pharmacy, go behind the counter, and behind the pharmacy was like a little courtyard. We went up some zigzag stairs, and there we were in in a room. Kind of covert, I guess. Wonder why that was. Yeah. Okay. Now... Communication is it pretty easygoing, or is it, do you struggle with communicating with these women? Well, I only talked with a few, a couple, and uh, I was able to communicate with the one I took uh, to your room. To not, not to, the one I spent time with. I didn't take her to my room. I was staying in a hostel when I was in Phnom Penh. Okay. You know, the quality of women in Phnom Penh wasn't very high. I only saw, I think, three or four attractive, probably out of maybe 120, that I find attractive. I, I, I kind of, I'm very picky when it comes to choosing prostitutes. But, yeah, I didn't find very many that I found okay. very attractive. 
Now, how many establishments are there in the red light district? Uh, too many to count. Too many to count? Okay. Yeah. And so the 120 women you're talking about, was that just one establishment? Or? No, that's, there's like 10, 10, 10 to 12 per each establishment. Okay. So when you think about 10 to 12 establishment, my guess is there was about, I would say, 30 to 40 establishments. So that's how many girls were in that red light district. Okay. Uh, my friend Caleb was with me on this trip. And he had gone to the massage parlors. It's his thing. He likes the massage parlor. And uh, the massage massages in Thailand ran you about 300 baht, which was like 10 bucks for an hour. In Cambodia, it was like, I would say six bucks for an hour. So everything's a lot cheaper. Oh, yeah. In Cambodia, uh, beers were twenty five cents. A full full course meal would cost us like a buck twenty five. The hotel or the hostel that we were staying at was fifty cents a night. Fifty cents a night. Fifty cents a night, and you got a good like if you went out to the porch of the hostel, not really a porch, but if you went out to the balcony of the hostel, you got a nice panoramic view of the Mekong River. Nice. The so, Mekong River is like the Mississippi of Southeast Asia. It's a beautiful, large river that, it's like the only river in the world that has like freshwater dolphins and stuff. But you, you can't see the dolphins because you're in the middle of the city. But it's a beautiful, beautiful place to watch the sunset. Or where the hostel that I stayed at. How was you know now? Now that I'm learning about hostels, and you say that you know they all have spreads in the morning. How was the spread this at you know at this hostel? Oh, the breakfast spread? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have one. Oh, they didn't have one? Did they <laughs> no. give you dinner or, or, or they no. don't provide food? They didn't provide food. There was a bar there, and I remember sitting with a one-armed Dutchman <sighs> at, the bar, <laughs> at the bar. So this one-armed Dutchman, according to him, he was probably in his 50s or 60s. He, according to him, he had fled the Netherlands like 30-something years ago and had lived in every southeast Asian country, just avoiding the law, I guess. Kind of a, you know. But that's the type of person that you might meet at a hostel in Cambodia. Cambodia is the most third world country I've ever been to. I mean, third world, uh, Cambodia makes Tijuana look like Beverly Hills, man. Really? Yes, it does. Man, so what, why do you want to go to Cambodia, you know, knowing there's so many red light districts, you know, that are so much better? Why do you want to go to Cambodia? Well, Cambodia's red light district didn't attract me. I'm actually a normal person sometimes, and I wanted to go see Angkor Wat, and I wanted to see the killing fields, and those are located in uh, Cambodia. So I went to go see those places, and I enjoyed the red light district that night. Oh. So this was this is this was not a, a red light district a trip for you know to go to a red light district this was a normal vacation for once. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. Now I'm sure you've done a lot of you know. Vacation. I've done a lot of normal vacations. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm just. I mean, I take my time. kids places at least twice a year. But anyways, but no, this trip was um, was basically it broke down as I flew to Thailand. Visited the red light district in Patong, enjoyed the beaches near uh, on Phuket, and then I went to Cambodia, saw Angkor Wat, enjoyed the red light district in 
in Corwat. Then I saw the Killing Fields. Flew to Bangkok. Enjoyed the red light district in Bangkok. And then uh, visited some family in the eastern Thailand. Then went to Pattaya and uh, enjoyed the red light district in Pattaya. And then I enjoyed the beaches around Pattaya. Hey, you were so that, that was basically that, that trip. And you were in an airline in every time you went to these different places or did you take a different transportation? Uh, everywhere was flight except uh, Bangkok to Pattaya. I had family drive me. Ah. Okay. So I'm guessing you're like, I'm here. I'm in this region. Might as well try to take advantage of it and go yeah, to Yeah, might, well might as well see what Cambodia's red light district had to offer. And I knew, I remember going into it, I knew Cambodia was a really poor country, so I thought the prices would be like dirt cheap. But then I was kind of nervous about, you know, the quality of women. And I was right. The quality of women wasn't, you know, all the way up there. How confident were you or how safe did you feel in this red light district? Very unsafe. Yeah? Yeah. I wouldn't recommend this one, actually. Um, I went, and I, by the time I went, I was already an established veteran of uh, red light districts. But this place was very dangerous. I could tell. I could sense it in the air. Our friend from Patong Beach, Caleb, went, and he had gotten robbed and assaulted. Um, he had he had his phone stolen, and uh, he managed to keep everything else, but he had his phone stolen. In Phnom Penh. In Phnom Penh, yeah. Oh man. He uh, we had separated. I had gone to go with my lady I had chosen, and he was getting massages. And uh, I got back to the hostel before him, and while he was on his way back to the hostel, he said somebody punched him. And they got into a fight, and uh, he lost his phone in the process. Very right, scary. So it's sketchy. It's very sketchy, yes. I was told by that one-armed Dutchman that uh, Phnom Penh doesn't have any uh, police. I was told by locals that there's police that are plain clothed, but you don't really see any like cop cars. You don't see any... Bike patrol cops. You don't see anybody in uniform. Put on pen. So they're kind of like undercover. Well, they are undercover. If they're there, the the one armed Dutchman said they're not there. There's they just say they are. They're there, but there's not any police force. Uh, also in Phnom Penh, I remember uh, walking to the red light district. I was walking, getting there around midnight, and it wasn't cold. It was a humid because. Cambodia is tropical. It was a humid night, jungle weather. And, uh, you know, you see homeless kind of like, it's like you're walking by Skid Row. But this was like the main street. And I remember seeing actual babies probably about maybe, probably like seven, eight months old, just sleeping in the gutters with their parents. Really? Yeah, really bad. I remember at midnight, we got to the river. And along the river was a, like a, like a marble floor. That was wet and damp because it's humid and, you know, it's just the weather. And there was a group of about 10 boys playing soccer. And they were playing on the marble that was like on the banks of the river. And this was like around midnight. And I would say the boys ranged from ages 5 to like 12. And they were playing 
barefoot. And I remember watching for the briefest of moments and thinking these kids are going to slip on this marble and break their necks. But no, none of them slipped. And the most strangest thing about this, other than it being the middle of the night, was they weren't playing shirts and skins. They were playing naked and clothed. So fully naked? Yeah, fully naked or they had shorts on. Dang. It was just so random. But that's the type of crap you see in a third world country like Cambodia. And it was midnight. It was, yeah, it was It was after midnight, yep. And then when I was coming back to my room around two, uh, there were still a couple of them out there. But yeah, Cambodia is the most sketchiest and scariest place I've ever been to. Would you go there again? Me? No, I have no reason to go there again. Okay. Um, if you're thinking about going there, I, I'd recommend just staying in Thailand. The only thing to see in Cambodia is that Angkor Wat, or if you're a huge history nut, then the Killing Fields. But it, it might not even be worth it to see that stuff. Did you see a lot of tourists there, or not many? And not nearly as many as I did in Thailand. I saw tourists there. I saw a pair of Canadian uh, teenage girls there. They were like 19, 18. They were like very young, traveling by themselves. And we ended up sharing a, uh, a taxi um, because the taxi was taking them to Angkor Wat and taking us to Angkor Wat at the same time. And they were like totally like appalled by the stuff that they saw there. Like I, I, the taxi took us on the freeway from uh, Angkor Wat or from Phnom Penh to Siem Reap. Siem Reap is the city next to Angkor Wat. And I remember the freeway had lanes, but nobody followed them. <laughs> they just drove like... like it's a, it was supposed to be like an American, I'd say, four-lane highway. Okay, so two lanes in each direction. Well, our freaking our uh, cab driver... He was going all the way on the opposite lane, like the far left, the emergency lane, to pass people and stuff. And like people were, everybody was driving on the wrong side of the the road. It was just nuts. I remember the two girls couldn't watch, um, couldn't watch where we were going because they were scared. And I ended up taking this time lapse photo that I'm going to show you right now of how crazy it was. Dang. You know what, though? I've heard that from, you know, my neighbor. She's gone to, you know, she's traveled all over the world, too. And she's told me that, you know, like she, when she went to Egypt, they did not follow the, you know, the the, the driving laws whatsoever. They kind of just did what they want. And, you know, there was no order. It was chaos everywhere. So I'm guessing that's what it was like. Yeah, I heard it. I heard about that stuff in, in Brazil, too. But I I don't know if Cambodia is on a different level or if I was just being a little chicken shit. Okay. Well, let's let's get back to the red light district now. You explain the price. You explain how you know how you kind of when you pick up a woman or you choose a woman, you kind of have to go through like a covert pathway to get to the room. But how do the women look? We you know. What are are they enticing? What do they do to grab your attention? Yeah, see, they don't do that well here in Cambodia. Most of them were just sitting around talking. Yeah, they're dressed in bikinis or 
They have sexy clothing on, but they don't do a very good job trying to entice you. No, they they just say, "I'm here if you want me." Yeah, I'm not, here if not not in Cambodia. Okay. Like in Thailand, they're they're up standing on the bar dancing. They're singing karaoke. They'll come up to you and try to pull you into the bar. Here in Cambodia, it seemed like they were all just sitting around. And I'm guessing the air, the red light district was mostly filled with locals, not many tourists. I didn't see any tourists there. I didn't see any fellow guys shopping while I was there. Okay. That should have been a red flag, huh? I, you know, look. I guess looking back at it now, right? It probably would have. It should have. Well, let's cut to a commercial. Yeah. All right, guys, it's Shadow. This broadcast has been brought to you by ourselves, okay? Red Light Tonight. Now, aside from doing podcasts, my friend Chance also uh, really likes, you know, taking people to uh, Red Light Districts, specifically Zona Norte because it's local to us. And if it's your first time ever going to a red light district, I really recommend you uh, emailing us at redlighttonightpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, my friend Chance, he goes there often. He could really give you the ins and outs of the establishments and help you out and guide you to, uh, you know, what you're looking for. And if podcast is enough for you and you don't want to seek anything else uh, and just curious and want us to go into detail about a certain topic you would like, you could also email us at redlighttonightpodcast at yahoo.com. Or again, any feedback, we would greatly appreciate it. We're still starting off, but you know we would like any input anybody would like to give us as long as it's positive and constructive. Again, so the email is redlighttonightpodcast at yahoo.com. All right, Chad, you said you wanted to say something. You seem kind of bummed out. Yeah, I was planning on doing a live show. I guess you guys are not going to be bummed out because you didn't know that was going to happen. But I was planning on doing a live show from Cartagena, Colombia next week. But sadly, due to this COVID-19 outbreak, my trip to Colombia is not going to happen. But when this coronavirus pandemic is over, when travel is permitted again, and when I feel safe to travel again, I will be doing a live show from uh, Colombia. Hey, Colombia. Cartagena, Bogota. Those are some places that I had on my itinerary, but that trip has been canceled. Maybe we can do a, a live show from Zona Norte. That might be interesting. Maybe one day. All right, guy. Well, this is that's our plug for today. All right, so back to Phnom Penh. Phnom Penh, the riskiest red light district so far. Now, how are the you know safety precautions there as far as sex? Do they require you to wear condoms? Every place requires you to wear condoms. Okay, well, I was just wondering because this place sounded shady. I thought maybe there was, you know. Leeway? Leeway. I don't know. If you wanted to, you know. I don't know. I've heard people say raw is life, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So literally and figuratively, you know. But obviously you got to take safety seriously when it you know when it comes to going to the establishments and partaking with these women you gotta you know yes uh, listeners always wear a condom um 
I'll, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you guys. Uh, there have been times where you know, condom was not worn. <gasps> Shit. I I get uh, before Corona hit, I was getting tested every month. Or at least you were you're being proactive. I haven't gotten any STDs or STIs since high school. Um. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a game. That's when the game gets really dangerous. So I'd recommend everybody wear wear condoms. But I know there's a few of you out there who uh, who yeah, raw is life, and you don't want to wear a condom. Did I admit Cambodia is one of those places where you can pay an extra fee and then uh, go in there unprotected? I wouldn't recommend it. All right, now I'm curious, Chance. What uh, what what enticed you into uh, you know, going in raw? Well, shadow. It's a totally different feeling. Of course, I I I I, I know I understand, but should it? There's got to be a one point where you said you know. Safety comes first, right? You've told me that. Yeah, safety should come first for you listeners. Now, what made you want to defy that rule? Was it, you know, obviously... You know, you have a habit of making me sound like a douche on these podcasts. (laughs) It's it's important. What made me want to take the condom off? What makes anybody want to take a condom off during sex? It feels better. Okay. All right. We'll stop there. I, I don't want to go any, any deeper, I guess. I mean, I know some people who won't wear a condom, period. Stop it. Darn yeah, dog. That's true. Um, why it enticed me in Cambodia? Because I, I don't know. Thought it would be cheap. Okay. Well, you know. I did not know we're going to get into the to the condom conversation today. If I did, I would have, uh, I don't know, what would I have done differently? Let's see. There are places, podcasts, or places that we, we have reviewed already that, you know, I guess condom wearing is, is a topic that listeners want to hear. Um, Antwerp. Is the only place I know of where they'll offer condomless sex. Um, really? They'll just offer it to you? Yeah. Usually for double the price. Oh, okay. It comes with a fee. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been prostitutes here and there in Tijuana where when I, when I haven't finished and like 28 minutes or 25 minutes have passed and we're coming near the end and... They want me to finish because they don't want their self seem to be hurt. Now I ask if I want to take the condom off. Has there ever been a woman where they she just they don't even ask you? They just go right at it and don't even give you time to put on a condom? Yeah, that's happened. Okay. See, you shouldn't feel so dishy in those situations. Hey, it's okay. You know... 
bringing back another character from a previous episode, um, Juanito from uh, one of the Zona Norte uh, episodes. You know, his very first time, he uh, he has to eat the girl out first. Now that turns my stomach. I've never done that. Huh. Now, I'm, now were you there when he asked? No, I wasn't there in the room oh. with him. Oh, well, no, I thought maybe they discussed that at the bar or I mean at the, you know, at the table. Or no, we discussed club. it on the way back. Did she did he tell you how uh, what the girl's reaction was? Yeah, we talked about it in length because uh well, give us details. I'm curious. What what was the girl's rea- what, what did okay, the girl say? Okay, Juanito's anonymous anyways. Well, what happened was Juanito lost his virginity in Zona Norte, right? Yeah, from the we we but found that out in the he with had, a heavy price, by the way. <laughs> he, <laughs> he had a he had a girlfriend in high school. Okay. Where he should have lost his virginity too. But there was an incident where it was about to happen. They were alone. He had passed all the tests. She was ready and willing. And right before, you know, they had started making out, he had gotten her naked. And he said that she pushed on his shoulders, which is the universal sign that she wants you to, or, you know, that someone wants you to go down on them. And so he went down and he went down there and he smelt it and he like gagged. To the point where it was very noticeable, and it just, like, killed the whole mood. I'm sure. I'm sure. So this was when he was 17. And so from 17 to 25, that was his the closest he's ever gotten to getting laid, having sex, or any anything like that. So he's 25, and I took him down there to Tijuana. He said, you didn't tell me this beforehand, but he said the thing that he wanted to do the most was to finally eat a girl out. And he said he got down there to Tijuana. They got up into the room. And he, he spoke Spanish. So he asked her. And she looked at him like, really? Sure. And he said he went down on her. And he was proud of it. He's like, I, I got to get this right. I got to get this right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he said she smelled great. And tasted great. Uh, okay. Well, you know, it kind of does turn your stomach, but yeah, it turns your stomach. But you know, I've I've asked him, and he said he never, he, never, he didn't get any disease or sickness from it. But uh, and he's gone down there a few times with me now, but I tell him just don't do that anymore. You got it out of your system. Don't go down on these girls, even if they ask you. I've had girls ask me too. And you've always said no. No, I'm not gonna go down on them. I mean, I love going down on women. I go down, like if I did a one night stand, there's a high chance I might go down on, on a woman. Like, at that point, what's the difference? You know, you don't know what the girl at the one night stand, what she's been through, as opposed. Well, I, yeah, you definitely <laughs> you do know, know what the girl, girl in but, Zona Norte or you know Cambodia has been through. Yeah, but you I know, guess you're right. You know, so you're saying men shouldn't. You should. You should. What are you saying that mm-hmm. nobody should go down on anybody? You know, I mean, if Juanito likes it, you know, let let him do it. <laughs> I'm sure he you're does not it. Sense now, but 
No, keep, keep, no, see, this is what you do. Every time you make a little mistake, you go back and you edit it. But when I say something, you just let it go and you tell me you edited it. <laughs> I was not going to do that. Anyways, all right, you know, it's it's all right. You know what, though? I guess this is that is a weird thing to do, but I mean, there's weird things all over the world, don't you think? Yeah, there's weird things all over the world, but... Yeah, going down isn't that weird. Yeah. But so, it is weird if you're going to go down on a prostitute. I mean, I guess so, because considering the fact that you're, you're not there to please her, you're paying for her to please you. But you know what? I know you've never had any experience in this. No, I haven't. But you always, it always pleases you when you think they're satisfied. I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives you... It raises your self-esteem. I mean, there's never any time that I go in there and I'm just concentrating on getting mine. I'm always trying to, you know, get them to try to enjoy it. Because I think it it, it improves the overall experience. It improves, yes. Very much. All right. Well, I'm guessing we're done with Phnom Penh because we have... Well, the red light district. Yeah, it's very small. Um, And by the way... It's not very small. It's kind of spread out. It's spread out. Yeah. Well, and by the way, I'm... I'm curious because, you know, I started looking into Phnom Penh and the red light district once you said that, you know, you had to go behind a pharmacy and it was like a covert, very passageway. I'm finding out that on the Internet right now, Phnom Penh, the red light district is, I think it's illegal, Chance. What are you, what are you looking at? I'm, I'm Googling right here. It says Phnom Penh, red light district. Hold up. It's world famous, it's world renowned, but it is considered illegal by the Cambodian government. I did not know that. Hold on, I gotta look this up. Um, so we really don't recommend this red light district now, guys. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess. All right. Well, you're definitely not going back there, right? Okay. All right. That's it for Phnom Penh. Um, Man, this podcast really went off the rails. It did. but They've been going off the rails lately. Next time, we're going to be talking about Amsterdam. So... uh, I think that's the most famous red light district, Yep, so everyone tune in for Amsterdam. But for now, put on pen, overall summary, just don't go. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad red light district in terms of uh, price. And the quality of girl is okay, but not great. But the danger's there. And now Shadow's telling me it's illegal. And yeah, according to Wikipedia, it's illegal, but prevalent. So I think what they're doing is the same thing that they do in Thailand. Because in Thailand, it's technically illegal, too, even though everybody knows what's going on. Okay. They kind of just... Yeah, look the other way. Look the other way. All right. Fair enough. All right. So, guys, I think uh, this wraps up uh, the podcast for uh, Phnom Penh. We're oh, gonna one, be one more interesting thing about Phnom Penh. When I was there, I still saw people dressing like the Khmer Rouge. You know, you're a history major who emphasized in uh, Asian history. You, you know, you remember the Kumar Rouge, right? It's a beautiful outfit. What is the Kumar Rouge? What, what? 
I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I'm just go. Sad story about Cambodia. Um, you know, Vietnam fell to the North Vietnamese. They fell into communism. Yeah, the I know that. Americans pulled out. Americans said, "Fuck it, we can't win a land war in Southeast Asia," so they pulled out. What happened was communism then spread into Cambodia. But the Americans weren't there to help the Cambodians. So genocide happened. Yeah. Hundreds of, no, not hundreds, millions of people were just uh, killed, I'm guessing. Killed, put in concentration camps, just killed. And horrible things were happened. The Communist Party in Cambodia was called the Khmer Rouge. And they have this very, uh, what do you call it? Um, very noticeable, very... They wear this this checkered red and white scarf. They just, For some reason, that's what they like to wear. And people in uh, Phnom Penh were still wearing that, which to me was shocking. It's basically like people walking around L.A. with the Ku Klux Klan hood on. That's... I mean, people are driving around here with Confederate flags, which some people would argue it's... Yeah, we saw that today at the grocery store, and I pointed it out, and you just shrugged your shoulders. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. You just got to ignore those people, right? I'm guessing that's how they handle it over there in Cambodia as well. Yeah. But, all right. I think that, you know, we're done with Phnom Penh. Yeah. All right. So, we're, I, you know, this concludes the podcast for Phnom Penh. We're going to be shifting over to our random talk of the day. So if you don't like the random talk of the day, you know, Hope you guys tune in to the next episode. If you guys do like it, we're about to start. So what, what, what do you want to do about Random Talk of the Day today? Okay, I have a rant to go on. All right, go ahead. So I watch porn. You know, Corona, <laughs> Rona time. So, you know, we're not going to red light districts. We're watching porn, you know, if you don't have a significant other. Um, I do have a sugar baby, but she's not available all the time. But anyways, okay, so I'm watching porn, right? I go on the free sites and... I, you know, you get tired, right? You know, sometimes it takes you 10, 15 minutes to find what you want to watch. Everyone deals with this, I think. Yeah, I see memes on it all the time. People are yeah. sitting there, they're on like page 80 of a porn site trying to find out what they want. Well, that was me last week. And uh, then I remember, dude, when I was like 15, 14, 15... I was going on these porn sites that were pay sites, and I, I, had, I had stolen my stepsister's credit card, and I'd used it, and uh, yeah, I got caught and all that, I got punished. But anyways, I remember going on these pay sites and uh, enjoying these girls on there, like watching the videos on there. So I'm like, okay, let's see if these pay sites are free now. And yeah, most of, the, most of them are free now, but then some of the girls that I was, you know, having, I was reminiscing about, they weren't free anymore, so I was like, well, what's 40 bucks, right? So I signed up for the old porn site that I used to to uh, be a membership of 20 years ago. And, like, all the girls that were there then, he's putting them back out now as if he's filming them now. And some of the girls are gone completely. So I think what he did was... He, he, he has no new material. What he did is he took down all his old material and re-releasing it like new material. But what happens is you can't get to the old material now. I think that man's a genius. <laughs> I 
paid 40 bucks to go look for a video of Gina Lee and she wasn't on there anymore. Can you email this guy? Huh? Can you email this guy? No, I just I just canceled my subscription right away. I don't know if I could email him. Oh, so you, oh, you got your money back. Yeah. No, I didn't get my money back. Because once didn't. you subscribe, well, I'll be honest with you, I did use the site for a few days. And then I canceled my... Uh, <laughs> There's no free trial? No, no free trial. I don't... Did, does, do porn sites do free trials? I don't know. All right, Shadow, your turn. Do you have something you want to rant about? No. I think this was a terrible podcast. I mean, I think it was terrible now that I know that Penan Pen's illegal. <laughs> but I have no rant. Um, you know, something to look forward to. You know, we we just bought a pool. You know, so above ground pool. An above ground pool. You know, we so, got it at Costco. But it, it's gonna. Be, it's our first pool. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna. You know, it's gonna. We're gonna have a good time this summer. Yeah, we've already done the prep in the backyard. We've done most of the prep in the backyard. Everything's ready. Pulling weeds is not as easy as it sounds. <sighs> no, man, that is tough work. But we got it done. It's like the bigger the weed, the easier it would it was. But the small little ones, there were just so many clumping up the feisty ground. ones, huh? But we got it done. But you know, that's that's all I really want to add. I'm looking forward for this pool. Um, hopefully, I find that receipt. <laughs> You lost the receipt. You bought the pool and lost the receipt on the way to Yeah, the I lost the receipt. Pretty funny. But, you know, Costco's pretty good with their stuff, so I'm oh, hoping. Chances for the first time in his life uh, delving into the stock market. That's been taking up a lot of oh, his yeah, time. Oh, yeah, you've been telling me. You, be, you told me, you, you, you know, your stock went up, right, today? Uh, today it went up a little bit. Yesterday it tanked. You told me it tanked. Yeah, but we're in the middle of the corona by, uh Virus pandemic. Today is what? April 2nd? So this is... uh, I'm hoping rock bottom. For the stock, at least. I know the deaths and infected case numbers are still going to rise. But I'm hoping the stocks have hit rock bottom. And I'm hoping that they're going to shoot right back up. Or not shoot right back up, but climb back up to their normal levels within a couple years. And with the... Why the, the... with it, every stock has a cheap price right now, so I'm buying all the cheap ones, in, in the proven companies like Bank of America, and Delta and Disney, and I'm hoping that eventually they'll get to normal, some form of normalcy, because I'm buying them dirt cheap right now. That's good. Well, you know, if you if you can invest, I hear right now is the best time to invest. So I wish you luck with your stocks. You should do it. You know, maybe. Once I hear back from uh, my job, maybe. But right now... Maybe you should take a little bit, portion of your Rona check. Take I'll like consider. 200 from your Rona check and invest it. I'll think about it. But you know what I'm considering right now? What? Going inside and eating some pizza. So you, you want to call it? Yeah, your wife made homemade pizza, huh? Yeah. So, all right, guys. I hope you like a random talk of the day. We're, uh, we're going to wrap it up today. That's my family calling. All right, hope you have a good one.